0: When you're sad and blue, and everything is putting you down, you know the world keeps spinning around. You know you're not
1: alone. Yes, with MS, the world keeps spinning around, but you're not alone. Welcome to the 10 Minutes for MS podcast, in which we share information about MS in just 10 minutes. In this episode, I'm glad to welcome Dr. Rhee, physician specialized in stem cell therapy. Hi, Dr. Ree, Welcome to 10
0: Minutes for MS Podcast. Thank you for having me.
1: Stem cell therapy is such a topic that everybody wants to know what it is. There isn't much awareness about it. So we need to reach out to people to tell them why someone should offer stem cell therapy. So, Dr., if someone does stem cell therapy, are there any kind of side effects uh, related to it?
0: Yes. Uh, So just like with most medications, these are not things that you will expect to have, and a lot of patients don't have them. But you could trigger an important immune response. You could trigger a flare-up of symptoms. You could decrease your quality of life for a certain period of time while your immune system rebalances. Now, there are a lot of things that different clinics, different protocols, protocols, can't do to mitigate these things. It is rather rare when when being treated by professionals who are knowledgeable both in stem cells and in multiple sclerosis. But it is a possibility. There is also possibility of everything, all the risks that are related with the bone marrow aspirate, for instance. So uh, you can get bruises, you can get infection, and you can get a bunch of other things that you know need to be considered. It's it's uh, certain cases. It's it's uncomfortable. So you'll be sore for a couple of days. So those things you need to consider now. In terms of long-term side effects, we really haven't seen any. There is a possibility, but we really haven't seen a lot of them. Like if you went in there and you had a treatment with somebody who isn't really responsible, really looking out for it, and you had one of these terrible side effects and they didn't do anything to mitigate it, then yeah, you could have long-term sequelae. Um, But otherwise it's, it's a rather safe process, especially, especially if you're using your own cells.
1: So when a person has done stem cell therapy, does he require to maintain any kind of diet and lifestyle protocols to see the effectiveness of stem cell therapy last
0: longer? Of course, but, and this is a very important but, the one thing that I wanna make very clear is that they have to do that not because of the stem cells. They have to do that because they want to take care of their health. Remember that stem cell therapy is not something that we do instead of everything else that we're supposed to be doing to care for ourselves. It's something that we do in conjunction with in addition to everything else that we're doing. So you don't suddenly get stem cell therapy and then say, now I can go to McDonald's whenever I want. You don't get stem cell therapy and say, now I don't need to work out. You don't get stem cell therapy and say, I no longer need to watch out for my sleep hygiene. You do it because you want to heal your body. And in order for your body to heal, you need to stop hurting it. And if you don't watch out your diet, you're hurting it. If you don't sleep well, you're hurting it. If you don't exercise and move a little bit, you're hurting it. So that's, that's the one thing I always like to emphasize. Do you have to have a specific uh, routine afterwards in terms of, of lifestyle and, and nutrition and whatnot? Yes, you do. But not because you had stem cells you need to do that because you need to be to stop working against your body
1: right so like they say that you have to always take care of your health with proper lifestyle it's irrespective of whether you've done a treatment or not you have to take care of yourself
0: and whether you have a mess or not so these are recommendations that i would give anyone how
1: long does this last
0: okay uh again that's very variable remember that we consider a successful treatment, one in which, number one, you obviously don't have any important side effects. And number two, a patient with multiple sclerosis does not deteriorate for a certain period of time, usually six to 12 months. Six months because it's the standard that a neurologist will give you. that so we, we tend to use the same kind of like measuring stick. However, we've seen that most of the results last a little bit longer. So 10, 12 months is not uncommon. For patients to come in, at a clinical, a certain clinical level, and twelve months later, they're at the same level. And people might say, "Well, I'm at, I'm, I'm stuck at the same level." Yes, you're not worse, which is what the standard medical establishment will, was was giving you. So that's standard. Have we seen reversal of symptoms and improvement in terms of coordination, strength, mobility, energy levels, pain? Yes, we have. However, it is very important to gauge expectations. That is not the goal of the treatment. The goal of the treatment uh, is to prevent further deterioration in the short to midterm. So six to 12 months, sometimes last 18 months, sometimes it is 24 months. Uh, There are are so many different variables in play here. So that that is what the main goal is, to try to stay at the same clinical level within six to 12 months, which is what... Normally, a lot of patients want to know, they say, you know, should I do it now? Or should I wait? Because I'm not, I don't have a lot of symptoms. Well, you know what, if you can allow yourself and if you can, if you can fund the investment, if you can get yourself into a clinical trial, do it sooner rather than later, because then you're going to be able to, to stay at this level instead of waiting until you're at this level so that you can maintain this one.
1: This treatment of stem cell therapy, why people are you know, reluctant to use it because of the expensive treatment that they say. Let's tell a little about that as well. How expensive is this currently? And do you think in future the expense might be little down?
0: I do think that we will eventually start seeing some, some forms of safe stem cell treatments for certain conditions uh, become less expensive. I don't think... They're, they're ever going to get to like basement prices. I don't see a scenario where insurance is going to be covering any of these treatments anytime soon, maybe five, 10 years down the road that might start happening in some. I do know that there are some progressive Governments with uh, some progressive public health systems, uh, especially here in, in, in Europe and in you know, certain areas where they will they will provide stem cell treatments for their for their citizens when when needed in certain conditions. Right. So now that having said that, if somebody said, well, you know what, I live in the US, so this is this is probably not going to happen to me anytime soon. What are we talking about in terms of investment? Well, in terms of investment for a treatment a proper treatment with stem cells cultured and expanded. Number one, you cannot do that in the US, you cannot do that in a lot of countries in in, in Europe. cultured expanded and reutilized you will need to be looking to going out of the country so what are the most common uh destinations for these type of treatments well if you're if you're in 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 america uh you're talking mexico you're talking certain places in central america so panama costa rica had them for a while and then they they did the They kicked some of those clinics out. Now they're in Panama. Um, Dominican Republic, I I, I believe as well. Russia had them or has still some one or two centers. I know that India has uh, a couple of centers. Now you need to figure out where they can, like I said, your condition, just like with most other autoimmune disorders is, is very specific. You need to look for a very specific kind of treatment and, and you need a facility that will be able to culture and expand cells so that you can get your own cultured and expanded cells. And they don't want to sell you, you know, umbilical cord blood and then all the wonders of it. And when they do that, it basically means this is the only source of cells that we have access to, or we don't have a license to culture and expand. Um, and they're probably not the best facility for multiple sclerosis. They might be for other conditions, but not for multiple sclerosis. So considering those things, ballpark figures you're talking around 17,000 um, 17, US dollars, Plus your travel expenses, um, sometimes a little bit higher, up to twenty five thousand is kind of like the common ones. But there, are, there are certain uh, facilities that where their protocols, you know, they they charge fifty, fifty five thousand, sixty thousand dollars because they do myeloblation and they have you there for thirty days and they do all sorts of things, which might be indicated in some patients. But the bulk of patients with multiple sclerosis who might be uh, suitable candidates for e-therapy. Ballpark figures that you can expect to pay is anywhere from 17 to 25 that's wonderful thank you so much right one and if you would like to speak to me about these things just just head on over to my website dranesto.md.com uh, forward slash stem cells and book a call with me a brief call with me uh, and i can help you figure it out and maybe you know refer you to a facility that can serve you well, thank you so
1: much again doctor for your time and have a wonderful day
0: Thank you for the invite.
1: Thank you Warriors for being with us. I hope you found this session useful. We will be back again next week with another informative session. So don't forget to subscribe and reserve. Trust. 10 minutes for MS. No, you're not alone.